was very fortunate. I had great mentorship, great guidance, great coaching from people who were about 20 years ahead of where I was. And and actually there's even some people who I still keep in contact with who are now, they're hitting their 70s. And it's a really interesting age. But I, I've got this, I feel like I'm in a really great age where not not when you go to the the, the GP and he tells you that uh, <laughs> dude, you, you're kidding yourself. That that's what. But I mean, like you've you're somewhere in between. You know, you you. I still talk to the seven year olds who can look back on their life and go, "Here's what I learned. This is some great things I learned. These are possibly some things I could have done differently." So I go, "Yeah, that's great to know." But also, I, I deal with a lot with people in their twenties, and so I can see what's coming in there. And I've got the advantage of going. I've got the enthusiasm and, and, and vigor and, and energy of youth coupled with the wisdom of someone who's 20 years ahead. So I'm looking at this and going, this is a great sweet spot. Well, welcome to Wabi Sabi, and this episode is going to be a great one. But first of all, I wanted to say to everybody, if you are enjoying these podcasts, I would love for you to subscribe, you know, on your Apple podcast or your Spotify podcast. And, you know, what will help us a lot, we haven't asked for anything, but we'll have to be one favor we'd love to ask is that you share this uh, podcast with a friend of yours who you feel like is going to be benefit that can benefit from these uh, episodes and i really would really we jim and i would really appreciate that so uh let's kind of get started on this today's episode before I, I thought we, we do lawrence well that's why right. i'm going there i'm going You're there going i want to give an update okay. i'm going because anybody who's been listening oh yeah that's great I just yeah, want to i'm gonna start sure. with the we update gotta, first we, so. we're gonna find out we're gonna find out yeah this is gonna be a different uh, episode to begin with uh before we go right into the topic today we're gonna find out some update because as i promised i was uh, i wanted to make sure i give you an update on the burpee challenge that i'm going yes. through right now so, you know, after our episode, which is really interesting, I can't remember exactly how far, I think it was about halfway. I think it was about a thousand uh, out of the 2000, I think from memory or maybe 900 or something. And so what was interesting was, you know, Jim, just to, just to refresh people's memory, Jim said, you know, if it was him, he would be one of those guys who would just take on the challenge because it was like another competitor. You don't have to listen to that episode. And when they would go through and he was just going to like do whatever it takes to finish. Right. Do you remember okay. that? So. And somehow like that unconsciously must have slipped through my brain and just went, okay, Lawrence, it's time to pull the gym. It's time for you to execute the gym uh, 2.0 in yourself and to uh, execute and just start pumping out. So over the next few days, I did like, I think, you know, 300, I think I did 250, like just some odd numbers. Like, you know, I was pumping out, but I think one day I did like 325 or something. And then, but here's the thing, you know, the thing you said that would is that your weakness is that when you go hard you don't listen to your body yeah yeah oh, no. well that's exactly what oh, happened no. to me yep so oh, after Lord. that weekend my back started aching it started tweaking and i was like no it can't be from the burpees it's got to be the thing i lifted i had you know yeah. i lifted something heavy it's got to be that but honestly man i had to take a couple of days break i'm like i couldn't do it and Ooh. I didn't announce my, you know, I said I wasn't announcing my numbers to the other guy. Yeah, yeah. The guy that he must have like go, he's like stressing out. So he must have done 300 just to be safe, 300 just to be safe, 300 to be safe. And when he did the 300 and when my back gave out, I'm like, uh, you know what, you can have the title, man. I don't want it because uh, <laughs> I just, my back was just too sore. So uh, to kind of give you an update. So the other day I gave a couple of days rest. I said, I'm going to complete this. And I had, I was at 1700. So I had 300 more to go in the 2,000 burpees in a month. 
challenge and we're on day was say day 12 or day 11 mm -hmm. in and uh i was about 300 away and i i looked at the back exercise i uh, sorry the crossfit exercise i couldn't do it it was all back squats and stuff i'm like i'm yeah. not doing that i can't i'm not putting weight in my body but so i decided to go let's finish 300 x burpees instead right <laughs> so let's do like 10 <laughs> sets of 30 with like 15 sit-ups in between and i got to about six rounds and uh my back was given out like it was just getting really tired so i got to about 180 i said you know i can do 20 more so i got to 200 so now i'm stuck at 1900 okay i haven't done any for the last two days so okay. that's where i'm at and i couldn't i went to play paddle yesterday literally just my back gave out after one set and today i was smart yeah. lawrence Go came back you. and said you shouldn't play today you should give your spot away and so, because uh, I got to get on a flight on Saturday. So uh, yeah. I decided like, you know what, let's pose. I'm not winning and there's no prize here. Yeah. There's no prize. Just an, uh, I'm, it's a moral victory. So I, uh, yeah, so that's the update. I'm still well, at 1900. <laughs> thanks for declaring that. And, you know, I, I, hand on heart, geez, I, I'm really sorry that I did push it If it's any consolation, I, 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 that has an impact on me as well too. Like I've got to, I've got to share too. I, so the, the benefit of that, I'm going to keep going as hard as I can. Mindset helps me do incredible things. Unfortunately, what it does is brings obstacles along my way as well too. So today I actually went for the last few months, I actually for a long period of time I've had, uh, I've broken every toe in my, uh, every bone in my, my left foot, my right foot, ribs, and it's all martial arts. That it's come, come through. Yeah, man. So and I'm complaining broken. the first bone I broke was my thumb. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, broke, I've broken them several times, right? And uh, I've been walking awkwardly, you know, like for, right. so years ago, when I was 24, 25, when I was in my kickboxing, I kicked the guy in the back of the head. Ouch. And it broke my toe. Oh, right? my God. And, yeah, right. So, but for the rest of my time since now, I've been compensating for that. And, yep. and it's affected and I've had issues with my hip. So over the last few months, Jiu-Jitsu has gotten harder with my hip. So I went, no, it's limited me too much. I've got to go and see a, a GP to get a, an MRI because it feels like, you know, mm. I just need to be thorough. And it's using both our professional uh, expertise and, and, and understanding of, of the body. I went, no, I've got to go and do this. So I've gone and done that. And the guy's my age, you know, in just mid-50s. And he's, he's talking to me, he goes, okay, so what do you think's contributed? I go, look, it's it's a lifetime of training and blah, blah, blah. And, um, but I still train jiu-jitsu, um, you know, four or five times a week. And he just looks at me, he goes, look, guys our age should be doing things like Pilates, taking it easy. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, man, I got the referral for um, the uh, the MRI and the lady at reception goes, um, so would you like me to schedule a new appointment? I said, no. Nope. No, I'm going yeah. to a GP who just does not talk me down, who understands. So honestly, I, I, I cracked it right, from yeah. that perspective. So was it stubborn ego? Maybe, but I didn't like being boxed into a, a box of limits and told that this is yeah. what you're capable of. And so that was a, a physical component. Mm. There was a physical drive for you that triggered it off. Okay, we've got some feedback that says, okay, you may need to do things a little bit differently now, but I'll be damned if I'm actually going to um, give up just s something like that just because of someone's perception. It wasn't even a professional opinion. Yes. It was just a passing comment to go, you know, dude, 
at your age, you should be doing something, you know, like, look at me, like I, you know, I do Pilates now. I'm like, well, good for you, buddy. That's great. Yeah. But you're not me. Yeah. So, I think, I think there's also a part of us that also knows that, you know, we don't, yeah, we don't want to be boxed in. We don't want to be labeled. And to be honest, we're not normal. Right, we're like we're not the average. So yeah, so the average fifty-year-old, yeah, they may be doing Pilates, and I mean that's you know what they recommend. Not that there's time, anything wrong with Pilates. Exactly, let's, let's nothing just wrong with it. yoga and Pilates yeah. and all that stuff. But I think it's like you know being told that you shouldn't be doing that is almost makes. I, I'm I'm like I'm with you, man. I would have moved on to the next person too. Like I would go oh, no I'm, next. I, I need I need someone who can actually understand me. It's funny because I I was li- I literally was doing a webinar. Um, uh, with uh, a bunch of uh, students, oh, not students, actually, uh, new new graduates, you know, sort of within the f- first three years of practice. And I relayed them to a story around a patient that I used to see and who has been told by every chiropractor and every doctor that she should not be exercising as much as she did. And that's, but the thing you can tell that she was so passionate about exercise, she's like, that was her life. And then here's the key difference. It's not about exercising, is that you can see in that person that exercise defined who she was rightly or wrongly it's irrelevant because not my life but but for her it was her life like she she it was her identity and for someone yeah. to say you can't do something is not about you couldn't she it's not about her not being able to do exercise it was squashing her identity to forcing her to 100%. become someone she wasn't yeah. and that yeah. was the wrong thing to do and i remember taking on that patient and said no you definitely can do this but you might have to work around it by doing other yeah. things we can work together to figure out what you can or couldn't do but i'm not going to say you're not going to be able to do this because you can see the identity to it i think for us it's like we have this identity going like i want to prove to that you know you and i have the same fundamental philosoph- philosophical belief is that we want to prove that at our age those people who don't do these things isn't normal mm-hmm. and people who what we do is normal like this is what normal people should be doing so that we can be you know living longer and healthier Right. Yeah. yeah. Do we and but the thing is, do we have to be a little bit smarter on certain things? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I, I told you, I think I told you with the water skiing incident a couple yep. of like, you know, I was doing exactly what I did like twenty five years ago. But the difference that the body told me was like, Yeah, your body doesn't can't sustain the same amount of impact, right? Um, as I did twenty five years ago. Okay, like lesson learned, listen to that. But it doesn't mean I can't water ski. I can't do those things. It just means I have to do it slightly differently, not to completely uh, ignore, uh, you know, the sport altogether. Now, however, are there certain circumstances where it's detrimental? Yeah, I think so. And but I don't think your incident, my incident, of what, what I'm doing right now is telling us that. It's like, you know, it's 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 only when you're really constantly hurting yourself. And yeah. your your body is like telling you, and you're ignoring and ignoring. And yeah, at some point, the body's going to hit you with a Mack truck and say, yeah. "Jim, stop doing that." Yeah. Like you literally are not listening. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I guess having our background helps us to go, "Okay, dude, all right. Look, just because you are professional doesn't mean you're not motivated. You know, you know. And sometimes you 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 weigh it up and you go, "Yeah, I know this isn't great for me, but however, the benefit it's a the benefit that I get out of it outweighs any other." downside of it so it's not about being reckless or not listening or being because i'm exactly right you know being married to a, a health professional you know no one has to worry that i won't get a tap on the shoulder and go hey dude you got to be careful you got to be wake up to yourself so that's not a problem it was more i guess the object the the, the concept that someone looks at you looks at a number on a on a sheet and says yeah. uh, you know hang on you, you don't drink you don't smoke you don't do all these things 
yet by by chronologically you shouldn't be doing these things and yeah. so i don't think you should and and i like i said that just you know i bucked up against that and i went no listen you, you don't understand what's going on and consequently we need to you're not you're not in my team and, it's well, probably, and that's the thing. It's uh, wisdom, right? Like it's, it's wisdom yeah, of experience. Yeah. And the thing is like he's looking at from a statistical data that says, you know, at someone who's born in 1960, whatever, shouldn't be doing X based on a empirical data of like normal, right? Quote unquote, normal, you know, population. And, but, you know, we're talking like a population, we're on, we're on the edge. Like we're on the edge. No matter where yeah. you think slice it, you're on the edge. So you, yeah. you got to look at the person and go like, okay, well, exactly what you said. Like, but jujitsu gives you not the, not the not the necessarily all the physicality. Forget about the physicality, the enjoyment. It's like it it, it defines you. It, it's who you are, the emotion, the connections that you make. Like, how about all that benefit for you yeah. know your body's endorphins, right? That's yeah. what making you live longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forget, yeah even added onto the health benefits and all those things, right? And I think that's a, such an important element to kind of continue. This is where I think what we're talking about today, which is like, when as we get yeah. older, right? As we get older, we have wisdom we learn from those experiences and we have to kind of think back and go you know we gotta take those experiences and go would we apply those same wisdom you know if we were back in our 20s or 30s mm. or 40s we talked about this last time i think it's like you know we at every age group you're going to have a different type of wisdom and you got to be careful about imparting wisdom to the right age group to the right people at the right time because what i would say if like whatever I'm learning now, it's not what I would say to my 20 year old self yep. because my 20 year old self shouldn't listen to what I'm thinking now because I'm in a different body. I'm in a different age in my life, right? The 20 year old should be listening to what a 20 year old should be doing at that time and so yeah. on and so forth. So that's what, that's how I kind of feel about, you know, the, the wisdom that we need to take and go like, how would we apply that wisdom? It's not just like sharing these wisdom on a podcast to say, Hey, this is what we learned. But I would say, yeah, you got to look at your life and go, does it apply to you at this moment yep. in time? Yeah. And in a previous episode, we've talked about, you know, a message to our younger self. So it's, mm. it's, there's a similarity in that, but I think the difference would be that, okay, Lawrence, if you and I were starting exercising now, or if we were starting a new business now, or if we were, how would we go about that? You know, like how would we say, okay, based on where you are right now, based on everything that you know, your current scenario, how would you do things differently than when you were in your twenties? How yeah. would that be a different? And I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll certainly kick off and say, you know, I, I I worked exceptionally hard, and and there's there's great outcomes and results that 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 afforded us by by a question. But I think that I bought too much into the the the, the grind. I bought too much into the idea that it, it's like, you know, there's there's some people in the 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 space that says you know you got to work so hard that your eyeballs bleed and mm. uh, I feel like mine did you know and while I don't I take the learn I have no I don't no regret that I look at sometimes from the perspective of if I was starting out again I couldn't do that so I couldn't rely on that so I would have to come up with a strategy that would actually be more sustainable more wise and more in tune with where I am right now rather than a, a boatload of energy that i had when i was in my 20s let me ask you this though are you saying that you wouldn't be you like you would do it differently at this age now like in this yeah, life yeah, yeah okay yeah. so Great. so if i let, let's say it could be because i mean in our profession right there were people who in their 50s decided they were going to have a career change 
Mm. After after not being helped by anybody, they decided, you know, back you go back in the history of chiropractic, for example, and you hear stories of people who were helped when nobody else could help them. And in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, a lot of times they had families ready to go. And they literally, and back in the day, you, in Australia, for example, you couldn't study there. So you had to pack up a family and move to the US and Canada and places like that where education was up and running for, for chiropractic. So, mm. But when these people came back, they didn't have the 20-year-old energy. They had the 50-year-old, uh, and they were starting again. So what did they do? I think they they were really inspired by what was important to them, mm -hmm. and they I think they put the energy into it. So I think that would be what I would do is I'd, I'd be a lot more discerning in terms of where I, you know, confuse sometimes activity and progress, mm -hmm. and now I think – age and wisdom and experience has taught me that there's a difference with those. And I'd be looking for more effective results rather than just pushing for the pushing sake. I would agree if I was mm -hmm. applying it to where I'm at at the moment. And okay. most of the time, I, I would say um, right now, I don't have that same tenacity and drive as I used, used to have when I was in my 20s mm -hmm. and my early 30s. I, I don't know where it's gone. I don't know. Like, I just don't have that same, like, will i guess mm. now doesn't mean it's not there it just means that i'm not sure that i would want to go through that and i think it's yeah. maybe because i have a different purpose or maybe you learn yeah. to know what the difference is between what you want and what you think you want it kind of or maybe it's like because i'm clearer of exactly sort of where where i want to be and what i don't want anymore mm. and maybe also the desires have changed and what i yeah. felt was success back then to what i feel like success now in my sort of late 40s but if I had to give advice back to like my younger self, if I'm 20s, if I actually had a conversation right now to my 20 year old self, or if I had a, um, you know, even to like anybody who's in their 20s, or even if I gave advice to my my kids at 20, I feel to be honest with you, I feel that they need to go through that phase of tenacity. I think they need to grind hard and not knowing, and also learn to pursue things that really isn't what is supposed to be like sorry uh, i guess pursue things that you you we know from hindsight yeah. to know that it actually wasn't worth it but i don't know if i would tell them that and 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 the reason i would say that is because i think in today's society uh i think we've gone the other way i think because there's like such a movement of you know pushing and and, and now that we have a lot of um i guess luxuries in life in terms of how people are brought up and what what parents have done for the next generation has made it to it has made our society i'm gonna, I'm gonna get flack for this i think i've made our society soft uh mm -hmm. softer and which means that it's almost like expected that things are just going to come easy and i think we've lost as a majority i'm I'm, make, I'm quote unquote here I'm, I'm generalizing here and i know it's not applies to everybody i feel like we've really lost some of that drive uh in the youth uh, when I say youth, it's like people in their you know teens and twenties to really go for it, and and they I feel like they've losing that aspect of what it takes to really be successful. And because if you don't learn in your twenties, I don't think they're going to get it in their thirties. And this is yeah. the fear, right? That's the fear that I yeah. have because I know uh, I can tone it down. 
once I got older, once I got married and once I got, you know, like having kids and family, but it's hard to go the other way, just as like, we're sort of where we are now, right? It's yeah, hard yeah. to go amp up yeah. um, from, from when we've come down. I think it's a lot easier to go like, okay, I was here. I was being an idiot, pushed too hard, you know, learned a lot of lessons, but now I can, I'm going to tone this down to a level where it's manageable, but I think it's yeah. harder to go the opposite way. Yeah, no, totally. That's exactly what I'm saying in terms of, I, I, I totally agree with you. I think when you've got the energy and the will and the drive and the opportunity, you've got it, you can use it, you can allocate it. Uh, right now, I said, I, I don't have the energy levels that I had when in my 20s. And mm. so if I'm starting, like even in the, the way we've gone about this podcast, Lawrence, you know, like, and the things that you and I are doing, we've gone about it totally. If we were doing this, you know, 30 years ago, this would have been a totally different approach, yeah, you know, absolutely. whereas... Right, so we've got it from the point of view of going. Okay, we really want to do this. We want to enjoy this. We're, we're, we're we've got a sustainable model, and occasionally where we've gone. Okay, you're out this week. I'm out this week. No big deal, right? Because so it's a different process. But if we were doing the same thing, there would have been more pressure, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that would have been the uh, the appropriate way of going about it. What mm -hmm. I, I guess, you know, in Japanese culture, they always. They always say the perfect and ideal mentor for a twenty-something-year-old is a fifty-year-old, mm -hmm. because they're not that old that they're they're they don't they've got no more dreams and aspirations, but they've learnt a few things along the way that can support the 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 ambitious, driven uh, male or female along the way, just from the perspective of not telling them what to do, but rather, hey, listen, you might want to consider this, this, and this, or you know, how is this going to affect this and this and this? So what it does. I, I, you know, I, I deal with, and as, as you do, with a lot of people in their twenties, and I draw energy from that enthusiasm. And hopefully, what I can instill in them is the perspective of going, "Hey, I get it. Don't want to make it wrong. Have you thought about this, this, and this, and this?" Yeah. And it's, and that's the combination of the both is really something magical comes out of that because you have the energy and spark coupled with hopefully some wisdom that helps them make better decisions along the way. Yeah, you, you're not trying to suppress their energy. You're, you're really what it is is just trying to help them navigate the obstacles that they know it's that, that we know it's coming. Like because you, yep. you've done, you've seen it a thousand times that it's coming. And when you're in your twenties, you don't see them. Like I don't know, I, mm -hmm. I didn't see them. And until you hit it, you're like, oh man, why yep. didn't anybody tell me? It's like, but then you realize someone did tell you. You just weren't listening, yeah. right? So it's that's right. It, it and it's. I think that's the important part of, of having a coach. Like, yeah, if I was a, in my twenties, the last thing I should be listening to is someone who's actually in my twenties or thirties, who like who is just a little bit ahead of me, because yep. that doesn't help. Because they are yep. probably going through just a little before me. But by the time they hit something hard, they don't know how to navigate and they're not prepared for it. And so having someone who's a little bit who's just gone past that, not to tell me what to do, but to kind of go, hey, you know what? Jim, you got a speed bump coming up. Like it's going to yeah. be a big one. And this one you can't avoid. It's coming. You just got to learn to brace yourself. So now you're prepared for that. At least that doesn't mean you're going to, you're going to hit it eventually, but at least you're going to be a bit more prepared. I think that's what that, you know, having a mentor like that does is to avoid pitfalls if you can, but to be prepared for the pitfalls that you can't avoid. Yeah. And, you know, I was very fortunate. I had great mentorship, great guidance, great coaching for people who are about 20 years ahead of where I was. And and actually there's some people who are still keeping contact with her now, they're hitting their 70s. And that's a really interesting age. But I, I've got this, I feel like I'm in a really great age where not not when you go to the, the, the GP and he tells you that, uh, <laughs> dude, you're kidding yourself. That, that's what, but I mean like 
you've you're somewhere in between. You know, you you. I still talk to the seven year olds who can look back on their life and go, "Here's what I learned. This is some great things I learned. These are possibly some things I could have done differently." So I go, "Yeah, that's great to know." But also, I, I deal with a lot with people in their twenties, and so I can see what's coming in there. And I've got the advantage of going. I've got the enthusiasm and, and, and vigor and, and energy of youth coupled with the wisdom of someone who's 20 years ahead. So I've looked at this and going, this is a great sweet spot. Mm. I don't know how you see it. Yes, there are you know some lessons and learnings we learned, but I'm really enjoying the age that I'm at right now for that exactly. So I can see what's what I've been through. I can get an idea of what's coming, but in the middle, I've still got enough capacity to be able to change some things. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting age at the moment because it's sort of where you still have the capacity to really change the direction of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and I guess you can do that at any point in your life, but it's almost like you have this one last go at. It's not the last go, but one last big go at it. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you, you, I can literally have another ten, fifteen years to doing whatever I want to do next. And you have a good go at it. So it's not, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying like it's we got one year or two years. I'm talking like a good run to start a brand new business or another run to start a brand new career path. Like all of those things can be, it, it, it can happen right here in this moment. And I think this is where probably, I don't know, maybe this is where the midlife crisis kind of comes from, right? People are sort of like, you've done, you've done enough to kind of get to, to where you are. Then you really kind of stuck with this question going, is this, is this it? Like, it, yep. do I continue doing this for the next 10, 15 yep. years or do I want to kind of jump chain at, like to a different train and actually try something different? And, you yep. you know, and that time does pass. It's it's coming and it's sort of like you have this moment because you still, like I said, we, we did say like we don't have as much energy, but we still got yep. it. We still have enough yep. energy, though, to actually yep. do something about it. And I think that's a very interesting age. Um and it is a challenge. Some people decide to say, nope, this is what I want to do for the next, you know, 15, 20 years. Awesome. Yeah. But some some people just go, no, maybe, maybe I want to try doing that thing that I always want, said I was going to do but never did. So so how old is too old? To do that? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I think I don't. Okay. So the correct answer is it's never too old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'll give you my answer in my head. <laughs> um, I think, okay, this is this answer. Thank you for putting on me on the spot. But I think the answer comes from, I'll, I'll sort of preframe this. I'm going to close my eyes. I think, I, I think this answer comes from more the trajectory of where I feel my last few decades have gone. So mm-hmm. as I've gone from my 20s to 30s to 40s and where I'm heading towards my 50s, I feel like, what we talked about the energy level and the desire and the motivation become, it feels like it's coming less and less. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you add towards the, the motivation to achieve certain things become less and less as well. So for me, I don't know about you, Jim, as I get older, the things I used to crave and like spend sleepless nights over, I really don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. Like it just doesn't, doesn't drive me, doesn't fool me. So it's not that I have a lack of motivation, but it's just, I just realized that I don't really, uh, I don't care about those things anymore. So then, so therefore the motivation kind of like it's, I still have motivation to succeed, but it's not as much because I'm motivated by different things, which I can easily get. Yeah, I can literally get them, you know, within a year or two years grasp rather yep. than having this 10 year horizon. So based on that projection in terms of energy and motivation, I feel like if I hit like late 50s, 60s, I can still change if, if I can still change. And here's the if 
if the thing I'm chasing motivates me, inspires me enough yep. to rise up towards that. Yep. But if there isn't, I think that would be around that age. I feel like that, yeah. that it's more like, okay, now it's like enjoying what I have and really just enjoying what I've already built yep. is probably where I would be. That's that's and, sort of how I want to answer that. Yeah, and I think I think that's a great, great answer because the, the reason why I was looking at that was if you've got fundamental needs, like you're, you're looking after and providing a f for a family. So this is the dynamic that's happened for me. So we had kids quite young. And so now our boys are 27 and 23. And so when they were growing up, in my mind, I that was part of the the, the drive was to go to provide, to create, mm. you, go, you know, mm. providing for the family, whatever. And after a point, now that our boys are independent, it's something a real shift happens when that when that occurs because the moment they're independent, I know yours are still in the magical um, teenage sort of range, mm -hmm. but there's still a lot of energy and and support and all those kind of things. But the moment that that goes, and it's my wife and I now, right? We go okay, so I don't need to provide like I did before, so what you do now has to fuel and and feed your soul your interest the things that inspire you because you don't have to do whatever it takes to provide for them anymore because yeah. you know they, they always said hey dad we're good we've got this covered every now and again sure but we don't need the day-to-day -day. and something magical happens because you then a, a switch flicks for you and you suddenly go great now I'm going to dedicate my time to these things. Yes. And they're the ones that I feel inspired by. And they can be just as successful, but you're going at it from a different your 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 motivation and your inspiration is totally different yeah. from that. So um, I think it, 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 when you're think when you're in your twenties, it's about like always about finding yourself, right? In your thirties, yep. I think in your thirties and forties is really more about being a bit more selfish. It's really about you, you know, about you know, you and your family. And I think as we transition, I have a feeling, I mean, I was not there, so I don't really know, but I feel like the 50s is balancing that, right? It's a finishing tailing yeah. off. And then the 60s is really more going, I think you do it for others now. Like, you yeah. know, because you've done enough for yourself. It's like, now, how do I, you know, you have a time limit in, in this lifetime. And it's like, well, how do I really serve others? And yeah. if you can align, and like, I'm really just prophesizing right here. Like, I'm hoping that this is how it will turn out. But it's like, I feel like if you can align what you're doing, and what you're excited about to helping others at the same time, and you can profit from that, or you can make yeah. it into a business, then you got a winning combination, right? But sometimes yeah. it's not about that anymore. Like, so that's what I mean. Like it's, if it doesn't create profit and it just allows you to feel, feel fulfilled to leave a legacy behind, then that's just as much to success. Whereas in your thirties, that wouldn't have been enough because you do have that yeah. sense of providing for your family yeah. that you have to you do. do. There's a need there to, to fulfill in addition to helping others. So I think that's why I think there's yep. a bit of shift that actually happens. And I think that that's where that will probably come in for you there as well too, because you fast forward 10 years, your kids will be the roughly the ages my kids are. Yep. And it's a totally different perspective and a totally different ball game. You, you, you know, you've, you've supported them to get to the point where they're going, great, this is the direction I'm going. And you've got the magic of just stepping back and going, I can see the individual and the, and the adult that you've grown into and I'm really happy and proud and all those kind of things. So my role now changes. Yeah. 
in, yeah. in a way. It's less less about providing for you. It's about being here whenever you need, you know, a chat yeah. or something like that. And the the natural tendency that this is why I'm always fascinated by this because when we're younger, we want to expand. There's the tendency you want to expand, expand the house, the world, or whatever. But as we, as people get older, the natural tendency is things start closing in. You yeah. know that they don't expand and broad. So they're looking for, you know, the 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 house and all the amenities within within a five minute radius of there. You know, they don't go out as often. That and that that's the the thing that I'm looking at as well is to go okay. So when you don't have to keep expanding by necessity, it has to almost be intentional. You have to keep looking at it because the natural uh, order of things is that life will close in and just get smaller and and the radius will get smaller and smaller. So there has to be an intention to go, okay, to resist the ravages of age and and whatever, I have to keep leaning into those things within reason so that I don't accelerate my mindset. So, for example, I'm – Back back in Australia, so there are over fifty five. There are fifty five year old retirement um, homes you yeah. can go into, and you know the fifty five. Like, I'd be blown if I'm going into a fifty five year old retirement village where I'm just only around 60, 70, 80 year olds. Yeah, because what do you think will happen? I don't think there's going to be too many of them doing a thousand, two thousand burpees a month <laughs> in that group for us, is it? No, it's it's yeah. We talked we talked about that in a previous episode about the people you surround yourself with, right? Uh, and, and I think that's that's where we're trying to change the the normalcy, right? That's that's you know how we started today. It's like we got to start shifting our 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 normalcy of what we think is normal um, as we get, get older, and uh, and I think that starts with us. Like it, it starts with up here, right? It has to be. Yeah. You have to believe that that's a, a different ball game, and I, I see that so much. But you. But that's, that's also got to be backed up by not just the mental game, but the physicality of that, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and this is why it's like so so important because we tend to lose. I, don't know, I know we're going off on a different topic here, but the mental thing we can change, you know, at any time. But the physicality part becomes a lot harder as you get older. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. for anybody who's listening in their twenties and thirties, like what we, but my strongest advice is like don't give up on the physicality because that's so mm-hmm. easy to just yeah. give up like that. But yeah. it's so much harder to kind of go to gain it back what, as you get older. Like, you know, for any of us who started working out again in your 40s, you start to realize, I'm like, it's, it's, not, it's not obviously not impossible because I really didn't yeah. start to really work out until I was about like 40 years old. Um, but I mean, I've, done, I've definitely done it. I'm not saying I'm the fittest of the run, but it definitely took, it, it takes longer. Right? Yeah. It's, it takes longer and harder than it would have been in, in your 20s and 30s. You could take it for granted. Every decade, you take it for granted. And if you match that you, as you're younger, as you get older, and all of a sudden you have the physicality to do anything you want, and you just got to switch to mental, like mental and physical, oh man, you got it all now, right? Then you can really yeah. change the perception. But it's usually during those periods of time, I think around probably when kids are being born, you kind of let yourself go a little bit, and, and that's, that, that, that becomes, and it usually takes, you don't realize it because it's so slow, right? That's yeah. so slow. Yeah. And then by the time you get to that phase where you feel like doing something about it, the grind to go back, again, as we age, it's so much harder to find that grind. We talk about grind for business. Well, it's the same thing when it comes yeah. to the grind to want to work out and get fit again. That's a big mm. challenge and not many people can come out on the other side. Yeah, totally, totally agree. So it's, it's, not the, it's, 
Did you ever watch the Muppets and there was two old blokes yes. in the? Uh, it's not like we're not we're not trying to be the two old blokes in the uh, dress circle there, just watching the show, just basically bagging out on everybody. It's just basically looking at this and going, okay, this is what we've learned. We're still enthusiastic. We want to do things in life. It's like what we've also learned is okay. I've seen this before. I've been around the block a couple times. I understand how that's going. This is how I'm going to move forward. So I guess. If there's any uh, lacing of influence when I'm talking to someone, it's I guess with with that perspective, it's to go, hey, use it, love it, enthusiastic, be aware of this, this, and this, and this. Because I agree, I don't, I don't think telling someone something unless they specifically ask for it is is going to get rejected. But if someone specifically comes and saying, look, how do you do this, this, and this, then they're more receptive to it. And yeah. so that's what I've learned as well too. Is uh, you know having kids that are in their 20s particularly is that they'll if they want advice they'll they'll ask you for it that yeah. unsolicited advice usually doesn't go down well and it's usually your projection of information onto them but that's really what i would hope someone will take out of this it's not just do it this way because we're older and we've got it's more just to go hey someone get it you've got dreams you've got hopes awesome great use those yeah. keep these things in mind because at some point things will show up and if you're armed in advance, you know how to navigate that rather than actually just coming to a complete stop, a, a, you know, absolute stop because you neglected something along the way, whether it was your relationship, whether it was your health, whether it was your finance, whatever it was, it's just having that awareness to go, hey, keep going, but just be aware of these things. I think I learned this from Kobe Bryant, actually, when you look at uh, your, and I kind of translated to your business career, right? And it's almost kind of come down to like three, two phases, really, right? And the two phases, like at the beginning of your career, and then the second half of your career. So like, just say we'll, we'll split your career. He had a 20 year career. So let's say the first 10 years versus the second 10 years. And one of the things that, you know, I think, you know, the trans, how we translated this was really kind of think about the first half of your working life is about working harder. This is what I said earlier. Mm. It's about like in your twenties and thirties, you got to work hard. You just got to work hard because it creates not, uh, it, it creates that work ethic that you don't know you have yet. And I think that's why it's about working harder. And then the second half of your career is about working smarter. And this is when you start to realize in the, in the so why I say use Kobe Bryant is because Kobe Bryant, when he, he got into the league when he was 18 years old and, you know, he can outwork anybody at 18, 19, 20 years old, right? He can just outwork you because he had the amount of energy. And let's face it, when you're in twenties and thirties, you can outwork most people. And that's the gift that you have. If you're a 20, 30 year old right now, you can outwork me because I have a family, I have other, you can outwork me because you have the energy, you have less attachment, you have less. So you can definitely outwork me. The difference, if you're if you're listening to this and you're in your 40s and 50s and 60s, well, we have our advantage is that we are have wisdom behind us, so we have to use being working smarter. And the, the second half of Kobe Bryant's career, he realized that he wasn't rehabbing as well as he used to when he was 18 years old. He wasn't getting back from injuries as quickly as he normally did. He couldn't last as long in the games for long as, as long as he when he was you know could play for two three hours at a time. So what do you have to do? You just have to work smarter. You actually now have to think about, okay, I need to maybe don't take that step because I don't need to waste that energy. So he started thinking about his technique. He started working about his training, his um, what supplements he was taking, what kind of training he would do. He started doing, I think, Pilates and stuff to, to loosen up his joints so he would actually take the, some of the impact a little bit better. 
So all these things was working smart. Where, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you were thinking 20 year old, you're like, Pilates, what? Like, are you kidding yeah, me? Right? Yeah. Like, he's like, whatever, right? Yeah. You don't think about those things because you don't feel it. But when you get older, you start to think. So if you use that same analogy in business, it's the same thing, right? It's like the second half of our careers is like, we're not, we may not be able to work as hard, right? But I'm going to work smarter than you. I'm going okay. to know certain things that, you know, that's going to burn you, but I'm going to take my pace. I'm going to take my time because I'll catch up at the end. You know, yeah. and those are the type of things that you just learn from the second half of your career. And you do take it for granted. You know, you talk about not preparing. I, I get chipped every day I go to train. I get to training about 20 minutes before scheduled class. And that's just to do the warm-up before the warm-up. Yes. It's like I'm like a an old car on a cold morning that, you know, back in the day when you had to use choke to get it started, it takes me a little while to get going. But yeah. but unless I do that, I'm 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 not listening to my body. And so consequently that, that ends up being a problem. But here's the thing that's fascinating when you were talking about Kobe Bryant. You look at LeBron. LeBron James, you look at Tom Brady, guys who traditionally no one expected them to still be performing at the highest level at their age. But when you talk to them, or you know, you talk to them, you listen to their, their interviews and, and the they were meticulous about their time off there, their their rehab, their diet, the, all the things that allowed them to operate at that optimum level was they almost had to work harder, but they got to understand what their requirements were as time goes on. Because I think to a level, you don't only just get wiser about general life, but you get clued in on what works best for you as well. And yep. you start going, this food, this doesn't agree with me, or I, yep. I, I don't perform well when I do this, this, and this. So over time, you start taking that on board. So consequently, you make better decisions, the clearer decisions, because you know yourself a lot better as well. Yeah, you look at Tom Brady, he's like over 40 years old, and he is fitter now than he was when, if you look at the picture when he got drafted. I know. Like the picture that, that when was... he drafted is brutal, right? Like, and, and that's the thing. Like you, and when you're younger, you just you rely on skills. You rely yeah. on like talent, you know? But when you're like 30, like oh, we're talking sports here, when you're in your 30-year-old, like you can no longer rely on talent and skills because guess what? The 18-year-old is probably more talented than you were. You know, or than you are right now. So therefore, you have to work a little smarter. This is where experience comes into play. If you, that's what I love watching. Like these um, players who've been in the league for a long time in any sport, they're just wiser. They don't have yep. to exert energy. And I'll, I'll give you an example of paddle. Like, uh, you know, paddle. We 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 have a uh, we in paddle. We uh, it's a very defensive sport, and we have a lot of expats, as I mentioned before. You got a lot of you know Americans and and Australians and you know Europeans kind of come into play. But there's a different style of play between the Americans or us expats coming into play versus the Portuguese play. And the Portuguese really? have a name for it. I actually don't know what it is. But I guarantee it will be the same thing for the Spanish because these European play players have been playing for a long time. Okay? It's been yeah. around for a long time. And they play, if you watch their game, it's very slow. It's very, very slow because they're waiting for the opportunity to win. Whereas yeah. us expats, what are we doing? We're trying to win every single point. Nope. Right. We're, we're hitting yep. as hard as we can. We're like, I'm going to win this point. And we make the dumbest mistakes. Like, I would say half, if not more, the points are won because we just make a mistake. Not because yep. we won it, because we made a mistake. And I could go play a game. I've done this many times. I went in a tournament one time. I got killed 6-0. I was drenched in sweat. And guess what? I was playing a guy who was overweight. He was probably two or three times my weight size. And he didn't beat a sweat at all. Because all he did was he just... I kept in time and everything on hits him. He just bounced it right back. Every yeah. time he hit it back to me, bounce it right back. And it's like, he just yeah. stood there. And he, at the end of the game, he goes, guys, it was a Portuguese guy. He goes, 
I just made you run the whole time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was like running around with chicken. Because I'm fit. I can run. I can run. I can run. Yeah. But the guy's like just lobbing and lobbing and right. Get me yeah. out of position. And goes, donk. And then yeah. there, there's the point. That's happened to me on a squash court as well too. And I've played against a guy who was, you know, you thought was going to fall over from cardiac arrest, but he's getting me to run all over. But he had he had great court coverage. He realized from an efficiency, I only need one or two steps, and I've just got to an angle. And so he had the 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 wisdom of the game. He had knowledge, and that's why when you talk, you know, whenever you've got a sporting team, they always try and keep preserve one or two, three players who've got some experience to to support and train and coach the younger guys coming through. You never want a totally inexperienced team, but you never want a, a group of of a, a team that are too old that I haven't got run in them anymore. But that I've seen that play out personally where you've got exuberance and enthusiasm and you'll burn your petrol tickets from a wily old bugger who knows exactly where to position himself and how to get you to run for the whole game. Yeah. And if you apply that to business now, like at our age right now, if we're starting something brand new, like this podcast is brand new, as you mentioned, as you use that as an example, we're going to pace it. We're going to, mm -hmm. we're not in it for like a quick win here. We're just going to go like, we're just going to record is what we're going to, the rhythm and we're going to, to pace it because we're smarter right now for our age right now. It's just like, we don't want to go through the push, push, push because that would make it not fun. And I, we yeah. know if it doesn't make it fun, then we're just going to quit. And, and that was the agreement from the start. That was yes. of all the things that we said from the start. It's like, hey, we're going to do this, whatever. We'll see where it goes, but it's going to be fun. I've got to, I've got to get on every day and want to be with you and have a conversation, talk about that. The moment it's not fun, we've both got other things that we could be doing. Yeah, but we're choosing this because this is what, and this is how I've gone about it as well. Yeah, and, and I think if we were to start back in our twenties, like say your yeah. kids' age, if they're going to start something, it's like, yeah, they got you. You got to leverage your youth. You got to leverage the energy, the tenacity, and the outworking mentality that you can actually leverage it. And yeah, sometimes you need a bit of wisdom from from the from from people uh, who's a little bit older who've seen it, so they can guide you to help you scale faster and don't get lost in those tunnels, um, those cul-de-sacs we talked about earlier. Um, you know, those dead ends that don't lead anywhere. It's to kind of catch it going. Eh, maybe you want to come out of that cold because it's a cul-de-sac. Mm -hmm. It's not going to go anywhere. So maybe use the energy somewhere. So, you know, having a mentor who's a little bit older and wiser helps you avoid, uh, actually speeds you up because it helps you avoid some of those times that you get lost in the corners and to really kind of be more directed. So it's a balance of both things, but you, you know, you gotta, I always talk about to like new grads, for example, you got, you got technology, you have all this, you grew up in the social media world. That's your leverage, right? But if you're older, yeah. you don't have that leverage, but you have leverage of wisdom. You you have leverage of understanding people and communicating them that these young ones don't have. So you all have advantage. It just depends on how you choose to see it. And if you stick yeah. to your your strengths, not your weaknesses, you're going to be able to be successful no matter what age you are. Yeah, and I think we, you know, just bringing it back to how we went about this whole podcast as well too. We started off and recorded for quite a while before we went right we're going to start releasing things and everybody who's listened to you probably found the sound quality of my microphone's gotten better as time's gone on purely because this is a this is a reason we we recorded them for so for so long until we actually realized that my mic was just terrible and we made a conscious decision to go listen i'm going to just keep if it was any other podcast we would have done that but wabi sabi was the art of imperfection we just went what a great concept and idea just to keep going with it. Just roll with it. Whoever's going to listen is going to listen and they're going to forgive me for the part of the, the recording that 
wasn't ideal. But how we've gone about that, and I'd love you to mention it if you, if you could, Lawrence. Like, so we got a little bit of a break before you and I come back together to record because we're going off and doing some things, both of us. Now, mm. anybody who will be listening won't notice a drop in the schedule because we've banked them up so much that we yeah. we did that deliberately. We did it for the view of when we, we can't have this to be so restrictive. There's been times where you and I have gone, uh, we were scheduled and a, a few weeks ago for me, I just went, listen, Lawrence, it's not working for me today. My head's not in it. I can't yep. record today. And we're like, cool, no problem, no problem. And there's other times when you've said, hey, I can't make today. And we're okay with that. And that's that's an example of how we did it, we prepared, we had such a bank in, you know, the recordings in the bank so that we could still carry on life and it will still be fun, but it wasn't a drain. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the planning of that is, is such a key element. We know where in the past we would be scrambling. I remember, you know, the previous podcast I've done, like we were scrambling because we got to release something by tomorrow. You know, so yeah. it's like we, yeah. we never had we had every intention to have a bank of yeah. episodes. Yeah. But I swear to you, we never had more than ever two. Yeah, <laughs> at any yeah. given time over the six-year yeah. period that I was a part of that podcast, yeah. and, and that was, was a hugely a successful podcast, Lawrence, and it a was. massive yeah. movement and all those things. But but that was that was the thing that you that when we started having these conversations that you were clear on is that wasn't sustainable for you, and for us to do it, we had to come up with it, and that you we and I was in the same boat. Yeah, right. Um, where I I couldn't go. Here's just another thing that I've got to do. It couldn't be that. And yeah. I think it was because of both the experience that we had. We went, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it differently in a, in a different sort of way. And I think that's the, the the idea. If you're going to plan something now, and we're all I, the reason why we're having this topic around, you know, having this conversation about starting and, and also seeing what the obstacles are and seeing, you know, leveraging your strengths. All of these things it really comes down to because I feel every one of us right now who's listening and watching this is that you're embarking about something new right now. You're thinking about it at least, you know, we all are. So, and if you're thinking about embarking on news, these are all something new. You, you, These are the things you have to contend with. These are the things you have to think about. And when you start to think about these things, you know, you want to be able to add them to your um, decision making so that you're actually making wise decisions going into mm. it. Not think, because I think where most people make, I feel like most people seem to make the mistake is they move on to something new as if they would have done the same way they'd done it 20 years ago yeah, with the same thing, but not realizing that you're now 20 years older, wiser, but older, which means that yeah. the same thing of what you were able to do 20 years ago isn't the same version of yourself that what you can do now. It might be better, yeah. it might be worse, but it's not the same. And times have changed as well. So therefore, how you activate you know, your strengths, how do you approach life, how you approach marketing, how do you approach those things are completely different. And you have to see it from that new perspective, not based on how you used to do it. You just can't copy and paste. Yeah. And I think that's the I, challenge that people need to kind of really think through and filter through before they take action. Yeah, I like it. So, Lawrence, with just in in full disclosure for people who are listening too, we we're not scheduled to record now for a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. and you're heading off. You're on a plane later on this week, and then I'm on away. Let's, if you're okay to just let people know a little bit about why you'll be away and what you'll be doing, uh, and then I can let people know how and what I'm up to, so that that way they can see that we're we're congruent, we're living what we're talking about. Yep. And so, what what are you? Where are you heading off to? What are you up to? Well, I'm actually heading off to an event that, that I used to attend with uh, entrepreneurs from around the world. It's uh, called Mastermind Talks. And, you know, it's uh, an event that I used to go every single year. And they only have about 120 people 
um, that you get to be invited to. Uh, just fortunate to be part of that group. And, and since COVID, I haven't been able to attend. And so this is my first time going back and going to get to see some old friends and, and new friends too as well. It's, uh, and what's powerful, it's about, you know, we had that episode around the the close, five closest people. And, and, and I realized that after my second time I went there, like some of my closest friends are actually in this group. And so it's going to be great to be able to, you know, go back to the States. This is the first time since the last time I was there, it's funny enough, was actually the Super Bowl uh in yes, 2020 that, just before right? COVID. yeah that was the Ooh, last time i actually been wow. to the states and funny enough the first thing i'm going to go see is my niners um nice, playing nice. so i get to you know end my states and then start the states to go and see my niners go play so that's uh that's gonna be the fun thing i'm looking forward to watching them play again and and live so i'm gonna go there really more to uh connect and uh get together with some of my old uh, my old friends and meet some great people and that's what i'm doing yeah, and isn't it isn't it important? Like, there's a, there's a tendency as we, you know, you you and I had had from in a professional capacity, but also within the coaching space, there's certain things that we know we're capable of, and there's a temptation for a lot of people to go, yeah, been there, done that, know how to do it. I don't need more of that. And yet, both of us are very actively involved and still immersing ourselves in that kind of thing. So I spent a weekend at a conference. You're heading up to in there. So I think that's a really important component is that being lifelong learners, being people, we, we still immerse yourself in it. Absolutely. You're still doing that. And you're going to the other side of the world or actually a lot closer than you no, used to. No, because, no, no. That's the thing. No. It's taking me longer from here to oh, get really? to LA than it was for me from get Sydney out. to LA. Yeah, it's really? ridiculous. It's going to take me 18 hours because I have a oh. long layover in London. But like the flight oh, time, okay. the flight time is is about the same from Sydney to LA than from Portugal to really? London. Just if I just only count the flight time, it's literally going to take me 14 hours. I'm like, I, I'm I moved, shocked. I'm, sh- me too. I'm shocked. I thought it was closer. Nope. It's uh, literally 11 hours from uh, London to LA at the three hours from here to London. That's 14 hours, which is pretty yeah. much about the same from Sydney to yeah. LA. Yeah. So I was pretty shocked with that too. So anyways, but uh, not that I'm complaining. No, so, so that that's the thing. So the the twenty year old person who would have been doing that trip, what would have been the turnaround time? Oh, the turnaround time. What I mean, I was be there. What you mean, like how long would it stay for? Or there, there, yeah. Like so, effectively, yeah. because you're, you know, so you're, yeah. you're going to a game and stuff. So you've allowed. Have you allowed? allowed a bit of, of time I'm going there not? for a week. I'm going there for. So okay. I'm gone an extra day. Day to catch the game, and yeah, so about day before, and I'm coming straight back. So I'm, it's the first, it's the longest time I've actually been away from my family since COVID, uh, before yep. COVID started. So um, it'll be interesting because I got another trip coming up in Bali, which is a month from now. I'm running yep. uh, retreat there. So, but uh, yeah, and before I'll be in and out, like I'll be going in there, flying 24 hours, flying maybe three days, 24 hours. I'm coming back straight back because you know that young was my kids, point. that was young my kids. Point. That was you know, my you want to, you know, you you want to shorten that time. Now the kids are a little older. Um, I can I can buy myself an extra you know forty eight hours to kind of do the things I want to do while I'm over there. Nice, nice. Yeah. And what about you? When when you get back is when I'm heading off. I'm heading off to Greece. I'm heading off. I'm going to catch up with some um, relatives of mine who are have got a reunion in my dad's island uh, in Greece. As nice. I go, I'm heading off to an island. Uh, yeah, so it's a a little village. It'll be a beautiful rustic uh town that i'm in it's 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 as much the journey but the opportunity because they reached out and said listen we're going to be here you're two hours away would you come and i went yeah absolutely so i caught up well i'm going to catch up with them but it's it's just it's going to be 
retracing my dad's story. You know, I think I might have mentioned I'm going to be, you know, staying in the house and the the room that my dad grew up in and, and, um, you know, basically going and looking at the fields that they ploughed when he was a little boy, you know, all those kind of things. So uh, that I'm really excited. So it's a, it's a, it's an expansion of an experience, but also a rite of passage. Uh, it's kind of like a, a, a store. I'll learn a lot about myself. And that's what always fascinates me is I want, always want to learn either in a, in an environment, putting myself in, in situations where I'm around smart and intelligent people or find something new adventure curiosity I, I just need to feed that because i feel like i grow mm. uh heaps when i when i do that so that's what i'll be doing so that's why we will have a, a break from physically recording uh for a couple of weeks while we're heading off doing the things that will feed our souls yeah i think the highlight here is to ensure that you you know your business succeeds and continues while you are able to kind of live the life you want to do and that's why we do it right because we're not into the business just to do business but allows you the freedom to kind of go do those things and continue to learn so you can bring more back. I love to, I can't wait to hear the the lessons you're going to take, take away from, you know, going back to your ancestry and look, learning through that process Same. and making, you know, the emotions that come out of that and yeah. uh, the insights that you're going to get. So uh, I think that's, we already kind of know what we might be talking about in the next few episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? It's like, what have we been up to for the last few weeks? So that'd be, that'd be great. But this was great, Lawrence. I really, uh, really took a lot out of our conversation today. Well, guys, I, again, uh, as we started this podcast, I would love to make sure you subscribe to us and uh, really, it would be really important. So it would be, do us a great favor if you can share these podcasts with uh, your friends or family who needs to hear this because uh, that's how we're going to be able to impact more people and uh, in their lives. So t- today is uh, we're going to be enjoying ourselves for the next couple of weeks, but for you, it will just be next week on our next episode of the Mommy Savvy podcast. Take care. See you.